Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko, and this is a shortened version of our sermon from October 2nd, which was Pet Blessing Sunday. Traditionally, an animal blessing service is held in October around the feast day which honors St. Francis. So I want to share my favorite story of St. Francis. It's the legend of the Wolf of Gubbio. The story goes that this village, Gubbio, was being terrorized by a wolf. And the wolf was attacking and eating their livestock, and it had even started to attack and kill some of the villagers. And so they decided they wanted to fight back, so they went out and tried to kill this wolf, but it was too ferocious, so everyone failed. The wolf killed them instead. And Francis was traveling, and he heard what was going on, and he immediately had compassion on this village. And so he went, and after talking with the villagers, he went out into the woods to find this wolf. And the wolf charged at Francis, and its teeth was buried, ready to attack. And the story goes that Francis made the sign of the cross, and the wolf stopped in its tracks. It sat down right in front of Francis. And then he goes on to talk to the wolf. He explains, you don't know the pain that you were causing. The villagers were attacking you because they were terrified of you. You were killing their livestock, starting to kill them. But Francis goes on to say, I know why you did this. I know that your pack abandoned you. You were all alone and hungry. You were desperate to eat and you acted out of that desperation. But still, what you did was terrible. You deserve to die for it. But Brother Wolf, I want you to be at peace with the people of Gubbio. So all past crimes will be forgiven. And then he asked the wolf, if the villagers will agree not to attack you, will you promise to never attack them again? And incredibly, this wolf nodded its head in agreement. And so Francis walks back into town with this wolf by his side, and he explains, standing between the crowd and the wolf, why the wolf was doing this. And the wolf didn't understand the pain it was causing. And he says, look, this wolf has promised to never attack you again if you promise not to attack it. And Francis holds out his hand and the wolf comes up to him and gently touches his hand with his paw. And so everyone can see the wolf understands what's going on. And so they did, they promised not to attack the wolf. And for the next two years, the wolf lives peacefully among the villagers. And whenever it got hungry, it went door to door and the people who had some extra would feed the wolf their food. And when the wolf died of an old age, the villagers all mourned for him because they felt they had lost a brother. Now what I love about Francis in this story is from the beginning, he had compassion on everyone, the villagers and the wolf. And think of how different this is than how we normally see a conflict. When there's violence, we wanna figure out who's right and who's wrong. Who should we punish and who should we protect? But instead, Francis started with this assumption that there is good inside of all of us. Despite the fact that the wolf was attacking the people and the people were attacking the wolf all of their lives are sacred. During worship, we read some of the 104th Psalm. And this is one of those Psalms that praises God for all the amazing things that God has created in this world. But then it says this in verse 31, the Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. 
I love that. The Lord takes pleasure in what he has made. And this goes back to Genesis. After every step of creation, God makes something new, and then God says, this is good. I like this. Sometimes we're so quick as people of faith to talk about this fallen world, this broken, sinful world. And it is that, but we forget that at its core, we are good. God likes what God made. I recently came across some of the work of psychologist Dr. Becky Kennedy, and she talks a lot about parenting. And she calls her parenting philosophy good inside. And this good inside method is pretty simple. When you think about how you should parent, you should start with the assumption that every child and every adult is fundamentally good inside. We do the best that we can with the skills and the resources that we have, and when we know better, we can do better. So when your kid is acting out and showing bad behavior, that doesn't make them a bad person. Because guess what? When we tell our kids they're bad, they start to believe it. And the same goes for how we see ourselves as parents. We all have moments where we don't do what we should, but that doesn't make you a bad parent. You're doing the best that you can with what you have. And we all have things we can work on, just like our kids. You see, part of being a person of faith means being able to see the good that's inside everyone, ourselves and each other. But to notice the good inside of others, we have to start by realizing that we aren't the center of the universe. That makes me think of Jesus' parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Jesus tells a story where there's this rich man who feasted every day, and every day he passed by Lazarus, this poor guy who stayed right outside of his gate. And Lazarus longed to eat just some of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table, which he didn't get. And so even the dogs felt sorry for Lazarus, and they would come and lick his sores. But then both men die. The rich man is being tormented in Hades, and he sees Lazarus up in heaven with Abraham. And here's what the rich man says. Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Even in death, the rich man wants Lazarus to come and serve his needs. Bring me a drink. And Abraham says, it's too late for that. So the rich man makes another request. He says this, Then I beg you, Father, to send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. And Abraham says, That won't do any good. If they won't listen to the prophets, they won't be convinced, even if someone came from the dead. So even after this rich man dies, he still thinks the world exists to serve him. Lazarus, I'm thirsty, bring me a drink. Go send Lazarus to deliver a message to my brothers. He doesn't show any remorse though. Like Lazarus, now I see what it must have been like for you in life when you were hungry and I gave you nothing. No. See, if the rich man could have seen Lazarus as his brother, not just some person on the street, life would have been better for both of them. So imagine what it would be like if we could see the whole world as our brothers 
and sisters and siblings. Maybe we could stop asking who's right and who's wrong and instead devote our lives to making peace. Let's pray. God, help us to see the good inside of ourselves and the good in each other. Give us the humility to see the needs of others as just as important as our own. Give us the courage and the creativity to seek peace instead of violence. Give us the eyes to see the way of Jesus in our lives and the feet to follow him. Amen. Thank you.